enslavement reigned for 250 years on these shores. When it ended, this country could have extended its hollow principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to all regardless of color. But America had other principles in mind. And so for a century after the Civil War, black people were subjected to a relentless campaign of terror.
All right, all right, all right. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let me get everybody into this space. It is your girl, Bianca Michelle, coming to you live and direct from uh, the city of Cleveland. And we're bringing you episode 2.2, 2.2 of the Village Perspective podcast. And today we are talking about being Black and creative. Um, so again, this space is the Village Perspective podcast. This is a digital discussion space where we talk about many things that encompass and uh, culminate into creating a village. And honestly, everything we discuss here is to the aim, the intention is to edify the perspective of the village. So today with our episode being black and creative, I had to bring in um, some people, some creatives that are black. So I tapped into, I tapped into my folks and I said, you know, I want to talk to Morning a Black Star. That's who I want to speak with. Um, and it's funny when I first talked to my, I bounced this idea off my friend, Eris Edie, who was on episode one of the podcast. And she was like, oh yeah, I'm reaching out to them for uh, my virtual Juneteenth event. So I was like, wow, this is just, this is just synergies and the universe is just certainly aligning. So I'm so grateful that you guys decided to share this space with me today and took um, some of your valuable time to be here with us in the village. So welcome. Um, I am familiar with your music. I'm familiar and have relationship and rapport with individual members. I mean, Kyle, we ain't gonna talk about singing in the garage at my brother's house. So, um, we go back like wave cap. So uh, and we, 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 we got some good people here. So before I belabor the point too much, I want to allow you all to introduce yourselves Please make sure you're unmuted and tell the people who you are. Um, let's start with, with with Toy and Kyle because I just know y'all got a ball, bunches of energy over there. So <laughs> tell people who you are. <laughs> My name is Latoya Kent. I'm one of three singers in Morning of Black Star. I also um, <clears throat> am part owner of Cleveland Tapes with uh, R.A. Washington. Uh, we've been putting out music on um, independent recordings on that um, platform for uh, almost 20 years now. Um, and I am also a healer and a yoga teacher. So, um, and I'm a mom of a 10 year old young black man right on. to be. <laughs> I am Kyle Kidd. I am one of the three vocalists in Morning a Black Star. Um, I Oh, what, what all was I supposed to say? I forgot. You're Whatever you want to say. Oh, so um, outside of me uh, creating music, I, I consider myself, uh, this is a newfound way that I identify. Uh, I am a, a multimedia uh, artist. So uh, specifically during uh, this time of like quarantine and going through the pandemic, um, I have found um, I jumped back into some old things that I used to love to do, like the ability to cook more often. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very much always into arranging flowers and uh, I've picked up the camera. So I've been collecting cameras now. Mm -hmm. um, 
And just like diving deeper into, you know, all the things it means to be creative and to be black and um, what makes what's most comfortable for me where I am in my life as I'm going into my 30th year of life next month. You better live. (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just a multimedia artist uh, taking every day um, and trying to turn it into something more than what it was when I woke up. And yeah, do that then. What about you, brother James? You got to unmute yourself. Uh, right. uh, I had to, had to hit that button. Yeah, songs of one of the three uh, vocalists, Morning Black Star. Um, I basically spend my time <laughs> singing and making sure that we continue to be creative within our studio and, and, and artistically and coming up with new things so we don't get bogged down in this depressing time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a martial arts instructor, so we just started teaching the kids again and then and the adults uh, using space and making them concentrate on movement more so than the interactive aspect of martial arts. I'm really enjoying that because I think that studying that part makes you really pay attention to the minute details that are important um, and I kind of look at this whole situation as an opportunity to really reinvest in yourself and reinvestigate some of the things that you feel that you must understand, looking at them from a different perspective. So that's what's up with me. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so much of your sound, what resonates with me, in addition to the vocals and the, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I call it like a, I don't want to say eeriness, but it has this like, ethereal sound that I don't, I don't know. Um, my adjectives are coming together, but a big part of your sound that I love is the horns. They're so prominent and sometimes so aggressive, but then sometimes so melancholy that it just, it draws me in and it's such a distinctive sound. So got to give it up to one of those, uh, those elements that's here in the room. So Sister Teresa, can you please tell us who you are? Uh, yes, um, Teresa May. I am trumpet player in Morning of Black Star. Um, I'm also adjunct faculty at John Carroll in uh, Tri-C, teaching world music. Um, and I'm a private trumpet lesson instructor. So I've been doing a lot of online trumpet teaching. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So now that I know who are the individual parts are, like, how do you guys Voltron? How does morning a black star come together and if you wouldn't mind i would love to hear i've heard it before but i would love to hear the story of the name of the band toy now james james likes that that's his thing all right um well i've known ra washington who is the the person that put this whole thing together um for years and so we were talking about basically getting together and doing a project that we're working on. I didn't know what it was about. And so he invited me to stop by and actually he didn't mention it again. So I was not, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be so terminally me and not bring it up. So I said, what's up with that, that, that thing you were talking about? So he's like, you know, come by next Wednesday to so-and-so's house. So I did that. I thought it was just a meet and greet and the place was packed full of people. And that's when I met Tori. And so she's on the mic and I'm watching her thinking I'm just going to watch the situation. And she starts hammering out these songs. <laughs> it's literally just on the money improv happening. He's got the beats. He's like, this is how it sounds. 
And then he hands a sheet of paper. And then also she's reading it. She's like, okay, 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 I'm ready. Then she starts singing. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm kind of watching like a spectator. Then he hands me a sheet of paper and the beats are going. He's like, all right, you're up. So, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like that because, you know, artists yeah. handle that. You know what yeah. I mean? We, you know, no sucker and not handle it. So I get up there and I kind of push it and move it like that, like the best that I could, which was the first experience for me, you know, because I had never been in a band before or anything like that. And uh, that ended up being a large part of our first album. So it was an incredible experience. And then he calls me up. And we were talking about people I love. And I was like, did you see the new David Bowie album? You know, after he died, you know, his Black Star. I thought it was a fantastic, you gotta listen to this music. I love it, I love it, I love it. So he takes information that comes across his desk all the time and creates and makes something creative with it. And then he's like, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think about it? Morning a black star. And first I was like, really? And then it kind of grew on me and I was like, okay, I love it. And then that's kind of how we went from there. That's powerful. Yeah, it's cool. It's powerful, it's powerful. So what, um this question, I feel like the obvious answer is, is that there's an obvious answer, but what, what is your creative lane? I know that there's the band, but what do you feel like is your, your tool or your, your, um, um, yeah, your lane. What, what is your creative lane? Um, the vessel that you feel like you identify as your creative tool. This is going to sound, I, I don't really have a, have that. I, I am the vessel. So I always look at every aspect of my life from through through the through a lens of art. I mean, I can't help but do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I went to CIA, graduated. I have done uh, murals. That was my career doing murals and restaurant design, etc. I'm a martial artist, so I look at that through through an artistic uh, lens. Uh, and this singing is actually just the last, you know, thing I I've, I've tried. Uh, like I said, I've never done it before. And it's the same thing. And just looking at like like the angles and the pacing and the timing and how do you you know emote? How do you communicate with the viewer? You know all the rules of art. They yeah. are, and they they, they cross the, the the lines of the different types of art that you do. So I kind of just look at it like that. You know, it's just it just goes through me and comes out the way it does. So. Give me another perspective, Toy and Kyle. What what? How do you? What do you? What, what would you say to chime in on that? Well, for me, I'm just, I just consider myself an artist, a full-time artist, and art goes into everything. The way we love, the way we make love, um, the way we walk, the sounds we hear in our environment, um, the way we decorate our homes, um, the way that we interact with people. So I I know that um, being an artist, I can't separate myself from that. Like everything that I do is in connection to being that so i'm a i'm a walking exhibit of um and repre- representation of that that's beautiful a walking exhibit um <clears throat> oh uh they said everything that i was gonna say um, yeah right kyle don't hop on my don't hop on my community trying to be shy like cut it out <laughs> No, um, so I think um, I'm still, I I feel like every day um, I'm discovering um, a new lane. Um, And the reason I said what I said about being a a multimedia artist is I think um, as as creative people who 
have uh, all of us uh, being blessed to be in so many different lanes at different times. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's in our mission or our statement or our vision of who we are as an individual. We are uh, genre non-conforming. So I think when we think of genre across the board, like none of us conform to anything because we can be everything. Yeah. We, we possess that power to be everything. Um, it's just about giving yourself the um, trust in yourself and trusting the process and trusting yourself and the ability to be able to dominate and and um, not just become <clears throat> not just become competent of your lane or um, your gifts or what you can do, but becoming um, the principal role of it and 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 giving yourself the um, the approval of doing that because I think sometimes culturally we. Uh, Culturally and on a societal level as a whole, we uh, limit ourselves to say what we can be and what we can't be. Absolutely. So, um, I'm I'm working uh, again in this time, this divine opportunity of being in isolation and alone, um, as 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 opposed to seeing it as like, oh my God, the pandemic, like, oh, you know, I'm viewing it as divine opportunity, and it has been divine for me because I've been able to see myself in every single lane. And not just being competent, like I said, but playing a principal role and being a gatekeeper of the new era. Mm-hmm. So that's my line, the new era. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for buttoning up on that shyness. I appreciate it. And okay. Showing <laughs> up with your whole, your whole black belt. So thank you. Now, uh, so sister trumpetess, what, what what would you say? What would you add to this? I think I agree with what um, James Twankal has said so far, but also for me, um, it's any chance of collaboration. I think I find myself more and better as an artist whenever I have an opportunity to collaborate with someone else. And I think that's why for me, this band, um, it feels as good as it does when we're creating and performing. Um, my most favorite thing to do is collaborating with other artists. So. That's my my best lane, and that's been helping me. That's 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 beautiful because my thing is, um, um, in nonprofit spaces, we talk often about collective impact. And mm-hmm. um, in another episode that really wasn't supposed to be an episode, it was just a conversation with some girlfriends, but we ended up recording the episode, and we were talking about manifesting in our conversation, and we talked about how our manifestation can be so much more amplified if we stop operating as phalanges and really focus on operating as a fist, because we all know that the fist is mightier than the pinky or the thumb or the index, Uh, certainly mightier, more mightier than the middle, even though that middle finger got some impact, it's not, it's not going to break down any barriers. It's not going to produce enough value that really moves the needle that impacts our people. And so I think it's important that we think about collaboration and collectivism and cooperative opportunities and cooperative economics, not just in our creativity, but in the way that we choose to operate in the spaces and places that we occupy. So thank you for bringing that up, Teresa, in terms of collaboration. Um, I think um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the moment that we're in, where we're at right now, navigating a pandemic and COVID-19 um, in the midst of uprising, 
still grieving the loss of lives to gruesome murders at the hands of those who are, are supposed to be the watchers of our society and keep us safe and protected. Uh, but black men, black women, trans men, trans women, um, immigrants, Flint still doesn't have clean water. I mean, there's so much going on right now. Um, we're supporting family members in a way that we've never had to. We're adjusting our own boundaries and coping mechanisms in ways we've never had to. Um, we're having to sit and, and see ourselves in forced isolation and social distancing differently. How has that impacted the way that you nurture your creative? All of those things, because there's so much happening right now. And it's, it's impacting our mental, our physical, our productivity, our professionalism, our tolerance for bullshit. All of that is impacted right now. And certainly I would venture to guess that as a creative being, that your, your creativity has to be impacted or influenced in some way. How has that shown up for you as creatives? I think for me, um, slowing down a little bit um, with, with being an artist, all of us, we're super busy and we were preparing to go on a tour. And so getting everything prepared for that and then that not happening just kind of like slowed my life down so fast that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. things that I knew were self-care um, procedures for me, like making sure I get a massage or making sure that I take my longer baths or meditating or doing more yoga or listening to my binaural beats at night, like all of these things that I was like, I don't have time for that. I have to work on this, I have to work on that. Like it just slowed everything down so that I can really learn more about myself yeah we all we're always learning about who we are and a lot of things came up that i wasn't even aware of um things that i needed um and so once i started to nurture those aspects of myself then everything else just kind of flowed from there um i was writing a lot more and i was talking to my friends that are creatives and talking about you know creating projects and sending music back and forth and I wouldn't have had the time to do that um, before all of this happened. So it's it's been a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. Um, there was a, po a point where I started to get like stir crazy, where I just wanted to go do something. I wanted to go have a beer at the bar. I wanted to <laughs> be on stage performing. And I knew that all of that was shut down. So I had to learn to really redirect all of that energy. And I feel very prepared. Um, for this, um, the ushering of uh, the Renaissance, as Kyle calls it, um, that is to come after all of this has has taken place. Yeah. Um, for me, I, you know, as I, as Tua was talking, I was thinking back to um, January. I um, the end of 2019 was like very busy for Morning a Black Star. It was very busy for me personally, um, just like trying to be everywhere having a full schedule as a full-time artist to have a full full schedule is like boom all right and you're just gonna keep going because i think as artists we work so hard for so long to get to that place where we're like i'm booked i'm busy and i'm doing all the things that i have always dreamed and imagined myself doing and so you kind of get caught up in this um in this sometimes what can be unhealthy pattern of like saying yes to everything and you know um just just putting everything in in front of you and like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and so 2019 for me was very very busy 
Um, and then 2020 followed suit, you know. Um, and so I remember being on the phone with Toy and I had just came back from uh, Paris and I was just kind of feeling like, I was feeling so full and so like energetic and so excited. Um, but I also felt very depleted and I was like, okay, like my voice, I need to rest. Like, you know, I'm calling my doctor like, okay, like my ENT, like, all right, I'm having a little vocal mm -hmm. things going on. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what can I do? And he was like, Kyle, you need to like chill. Like you need to take a break. Sit and down. Like, Sit down. Yes. And we, him and I have a very, very, um, different type of relationship. Like he, he'll tell me like, listen, like get yourself together. So, um, and I told, I laid out, I laid out for him what my life for the next six months was going to be. I was leaving to go back out of town and then I was going to London and then I was going to be going on tour with Martin and a Black Star for like five weeks in a row. And like, there was no time to sit down. So, the pandemic happened and of course i lost everything from touring with morning a black star things that i personally wanted to do for myself and then gigs in a matter of 72 hours but i had to sit back like being at home and sitting down and relaxing i was like this is the divine opportunity that i needed Great. i went for the month of february and i had um chronic laryngitis oh, and wow. i was like totally like oh my god like what is my life coming to and everybody will tell you i can be a little dramatic maybe <laughs> so i was yeah. like you know like my career is over like i need to start looking for a job like you know and um but I, I i keep i'm saying all this to say that like i had to like really will myself in and say this is divine opportunity for ushering in this new renaissance and this new era that is that is here and sure. you need to make sure that you are prepared and always possible to go into it and make sure that you are standing in a place where you are seen as essential. Okay. And so here we have all of these things that are happening in the world outside of the pandemic. Now mm -hmm. we are, we are in the midst of a race war. We're in the midst of a spiritual war, yes. which is, which is on the other side. People not even talking about that yet. Cause a lot yes. of people's spirits ain't ready to go there. Right. But, you know, making sure that you have all the things that are essential for you to show up and be essential for the new era and for yeah. what you see is uh, necessary to happen in this, you know, because we're not just trying to change things now. We are breaking foundations, digging them up, yeah. laying new concrete. Disruption. I mean, we're disrupting systems. We're disrupting the status quo. We're moving beyond <clears throat> um, acts of placation. You can no longer placate us. And the us, we're talking about the impact of impacting us as black folks and brown folks and immigrants and trans folks. But it's not just us anymore. You got folks in Germany standing with us. Mm -hmm. Listen, you got Asians across across the globe standing everywhere. with us. Listen, so you can't you can't ignore uh you can you you can ignore a whisper. You can ignore a grumbling in the back, but you can't ignore a roar. You cannot ignore a roar. So um, mm -hmm. thank, you. thank you for that. James or Teresa, did you have anything you wanted to add to what Kyle and Toy said? Uh, yeah, I can say. Um, so I, I think just like most of my people, we are fighters and survivors. So when it, you know, when the pandemic and quarantine first hit, the first thing that, that um, I thought of was like, okay, well, how am I going to 
make my income not have a lag or so, or how can I continue to make income? So I don't think I was able to really process much of what was happening at the time because I was just trying to survive um, and try to keep steady stream of income coming and going directly from in-person teaching to now having to facilitate everything online. Um, so I was fine or maybe I, th I just thought I was fine for the first couple months um, until I had time to actually breathe and think about it. Um, but then I just took that time. Um, this is the end of my second week where I just took off, where I was just like, all right, I'm surviving now. Things are okay. Things are better. So I need a break. I need to process. I need time to process. I don't want to have to get up and teach without um, not being able to feel all the things I'm feeling from everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just taking the time and realizing that I needed to take that time to process and, and heal in whatever way I needed to. Absolutely, absolutely. Brother James, it's up to you. You don't have to say anything, but you certainly have the space to do so. Um, it, it was a weird situation when this whole thing went down. Cause I, you know, I was, my life is spent doing a whole lot of things. And so it was a great opportunity for me to actually just be left alone for a period of time. And so I, I took advantage of that. I mean, and just kind of, kind of settled down and, and, and got into myself. And I enjoy that because I do love isolation, but now it's getting to a point where, okay, I, I, I need to figure out what the next step is. I mean, how do we move forward? Because uh, this is not, this cannot be the norm. <laughs> it just cannot be. And so it's just a matter of sitting here and trying to figure out what adjustments we can make. We even got a new studio, which is larger now, so we can still practice and That's have awesome. space, you know, space in between each other, which is great. Um, I also work part-time at Cleveland Clinic, so I'm, I'm on the front lines dealing with patients and all that and taking them to their appointments, and it's, it's, it's stressful. And, and I've seen a lot of humanity show up, like the true nature of it, and a lot of compassion and a lot of proper response to fear. Um, and it's it's humbling and it's 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 opened my eyes to a lot of things and it's interesting because it's kind of counter to what's going on in the country in terms of and the protests so it seems like it's a perfect time like a critical mass time where all these philosophies and these disciplines and have are, are, are coming to the forefront at the exact same time i think it's a good thing that we're facing all this at the same time it, it, it's going to force us to address it honestly and look for a true solution instead of just, you know, coming up with fake, fake slogans and fake, fake things that we do for each other. So it's, it's, it's just an interesting time. Um, I always say the best things that happen to you rarely are and the worst things that happen to you never are. And, and, and I believe that to be the case while everybody's going through this stress and these struggles and it seems dire. I think in hindsight, it's going to be a situation where we look back and we see it as one of the most valuable, important times that we've had as a society and as, as, as a species. So that's my take on it. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And can now, I say, um, can I say something really quick? I got the 
feed buddy. Of course. Oh, there, there I am. Yeah, of course. Go um, ahead. One of the things that I think has been a little bit difficult for me during this time is that I've had uh, not as many of my black friends reaching reach, reaching out, except for my inner circle. Um, but I've had a lot of white um. allies. Um, I've had a lot of my white friends just checking in like, hey, how can I be supportive? I don't really know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know if this is sensitive or insensitive, but just really saying like, can I help march this march for you because you're a target. And the day of the rally, um, a friend reached out and she said, are you going to the rally? And I said, you know, I have a young son. I don't think that I want you know, to have him down there. I don't know what's going to happen. And she was like, you know what? You stay home. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to represent, you know, for, for you and in this space. And it, it meant a lot to me, but I've also been getting a ton of calls and messages asking those same questions over and over again. Um, I had a friend bring me a care package. Um, uh, a couple of days ago, and it, it had yoga classes and it had um, where I can sign in for free yoga classes, where I can call and have a Reiki session. Mm -hmm. It had candles, it had incense, it had snacks, <laughs> it had bath bombs and, and bath salts and a candle and wine. And I was just like overwhelmed because I felt like I, I needed it, but I didn't know how to say that, that that was something that I really needed, but it just like, I it brought me to, to tears because it's all these things that we forget that we need, but also that we have to check in with each other more often and just ask those questions. Because I think sometimes as black people, we're like, well, you black and I'm black. So I know what you're feeling because I'm feeling the same thing, but we don't know. Each right. one of us has a different way that we're channeling this and a different way that we're um, absorbing all of the energy. And it's not just information. It's not just okay, I watch the news and this information is bothering me or the posts on, on social media are, are making me feel whatever feelings you feel. But like, what are those quiet moments where you're just feeling the energy of the world and the excitement of, of what's happening and how change can, can, can and will definitely take place? But like, how do we deal with that? And I'm saying this to say that I just want all of us to just check in with each other a little bit more, just to say, you good? Yeah. yeah. We do that anyway as a culture, we do, but now right. we really need it because some yeah. of us are suffering. You are absolutely right. I you want to add on to what Toy was saying. Um, I received one of those packages as well, and it is um, a newfound organization. I don't even want to call it organization because it's not organization, but there's organization happening right. um, around, um, you know, non-melanated people right now trying to figure out how can I stand in the gap without being in the way. Right? Yes. That has been a conversation that I think um, has hung over all of our heads and nobody has really had the answer because a lot of Black people don't want to teach. They don't feel like teaching because we've been teaching all our lives, right. you know. And if if it's if it's be before my time, my ancestors were teaching how to you know do certain things or whatever. And so this is an action by non-melanated people trying to stand in the gap right now, and they're just creating care packages. The it's 
Um, you can follow them on Instagram. It's reparations, uh, period, now, period, CLE, C-L-E. Um, and it's basically uh, Black people sending DM messages saying specifics of what they need in the care package, or they can just get a general package with incense and candles and stones and words of affirmation and bath salts, different things like that, just to um, give the, the, just to offer that space to say, I see you, you are, you, you are loved and your self-care matters. And it is and that's that to me that was just so beautiful even when they reached out to me to say what did you what do you need i was like somebody's actually thinking about and caring about um what we need what i need as an individual um and not asking me to be on the front lines right you know and not asking me to to teach or to you know to do all of the things that we're used to doing um and that means a lot because our first instinct as a culture is to say oh all right this need to happen the, a pandemic is happening. We know how to take care of ourselves. I was joking with my mother and I was like, I went to the store and got dry beans because my grandmother taught me how That's to right. dry beans. Listen, I make greens. I knew That's they was going right. to be shortage on meat. So I make some good old- You beans. better. You better. Listen, so <laughs> Pot of greens, some cornbread and some beans, stretch. All that. Look, you will be fed. You will be fed. For days. For yeah. days. Right. I never got any. Seven, you can eat boom, cornbread. <laughs> Teresa, you messy. You messy. You Teresa messy. Teresa said she herself pairs them greens and that cornbread. Yes. <laughs> but my thing, I say that to say we're joking and laughing about it because we know as a culture that is what our ancestors created to um to create to nourish our bodies, to nourish our souls, and so that's what we jump to. But to have a whole nother side of it coming like here. Sure. All right, go ahead and cook what you want to eat. But after you're done cooking, take this bath. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. sign on and get this yoga class, some relaxation. A love on yourself. A love on yourself for a Love on yourself. Love on yourself. And so um I don't know. I just I I I have I had to add on to what Toy was saying with that piece because I think it's important and reparations are important. And reparations are not specifically money right now. Reparations can come in a lot of different forms to get you to the point to do continue to do the work to get that money. Yeah, we can get to that technical reparations, but the reparations of now is a care package or a call that shows genuine concern. And um, following up on a call to action, like you said, that allows me to support, but doesn't impede or right. doesn't, um, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't allow my my privilege to show up and 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 present more than my intention does. Yeah. So so really I, thinking about those things. That's a, that's a forms of reparation right now. So I want to make sure I got that right. It's reparations. Now. Cle. Yes. And um, if you can you can send me a message and I can direct you. If you don't feel comfortable, it is um, a program, a startup, a new startup program that literally just came into fruition. And it is led by white people. And if you are non-melanated uh, individuals, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out directly, you know, I am definitely more than uh, willing to be the, the person in, you know, the person in between. And there are a few others of us um, who can make those connections for you as well. But it yeah. is, you know, um, yeah. it's something that's necessary right now. 
I'm not gonna block my blessings. So tap me in because just yes. sister for you some <laughs> candles, some candles and a crystal. I'm partial to some stones. Go ahead and send me a house plant. I mean, I don't care libations. Yes. Bianca, Bianca, I'm telling you seriously, um, the way that it's working is the white people or non-melanated individuals are gathering together and sending it to their friends and family members and saying this is the immediate need right now and i feel mm -hmm. like on the other end of it it is our job to send it to our friends like listen this is available for you what do you need we have to share resources mm -hmm. we have to share resources and the benefit of having a network is when it actually works my network, yes. my network works to be able to have you in this space in time with me right now. My network works when I'm looking for a graphic designer. I text three people and get 10 recommendations. My network works when somebody calls me and says, my 10-year-old is fascinated with the trumpet. Do you know any instructors? Sure do. You have to share resources. And not, not only share resources, resources that we benefit from, yes. but all of those opportunities that I have to refer, I'm yeah. referring black. And if you, if you, if I, I would love for people in the comments or if they want to send it to you, Bianca, you send it to me or Square, whoever, uh, for that program, um, the, a list of black owned businesses in Cleveland that the money that they are getting from, from uh, yeah. sponsors, they can, if it's wine, if there's a black owned wine company, we know yeah. uh, Lena. So yes. like making sure Lena that their money is yeah. going into Lena's pocket or people who are making right. candles that are black businesses. That Chateau, Chateau de Huff. Chateau Huff is another yes. black winery. So you are absolutely right. And you're, you're right again on another point. Get active in the comments. I know you guys are watching. I see your eyes. I see your comments. I can't respond to everything because I'm tapped in talking to my people right now. But get active in the comments. If you have a black business that we can refer to reparations.now.cle so that they can include them in care packages, now you're getting resources for yourself and supporting a black-owned business. That is a double form of protest. Uh, I've said it already, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but everybody's protest is not at a march or the front lines. Your protest is you showing up as your black ass whole self in the spaces yes. that you occupy and advocating for the liberation of black folks. That is your protest. Because when I was 21, I was on the marches. My 37 year old niece says that I need to be in the rooms with these foundations on the black doing community development work, talking to my family and checking them on when they have perceptions and ideas that are just totally outside of liberation and bringing it to their attention. That is my protest. My protest is the spending of my dollar. And again, I don't want to sound redundant, but I do want to be repetitive so that the message is clear right. that we all have lanes. Everybody is needed. And as many of people have said, and my sister, Dr. Arkey, and my brother, Julian Khan, remind me, it is only together that we win. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. Period. So I'm off my soapbox. Like, I really want to get back to the black. <laughs> I want to get back to morning a black star because morning a black star is, is bigger than this moment. It's bigger than COVID bars. Um, morning a black star is, like you said, gender non-conforming collective and i want the people to know what you have coming up next i know the tour might be on pause but tell me what can people do to support your music your art how can they support you what's coming down the pipeline what's going on patreon, patreon. <laughs> 
And so we didn't get to have our record release party and we didn't get to, you know, we were going on tour. And so we were kind of like brainstorming, like, what can we do to keep our fans engaged? Because, you know, we travel all over the U.S. and Canada and we have a lot of people that just really adore um, connecting with us. And we spend a lot of time when we're touring, just connecting with the fans and talking to people and hanging out and, and, and performing. And so we created a Patreon and the Patreon has um, content that is not on our other social media services. So it's, it's videos and photos and interviews and um, you get to merchandise. But it's a way for people to get the kind of the behind the scenes, like what we what we do in practice and how silly we can be. But also we are very much like a family and a family. You know, you get along, you, you work towards getting along because you're a family. But sometimes, you know, every it's eight different people. So we have different opinions and different lifestyles. And to for for me and for many of us, just us existing and we um we fund our own tours and we pay for our own transportation and gas and all of these things and, and our own airbnbs when we go out of town and we've really developed a way to travel and be a band um in-house yeah. everything that we bring in we put back into our music uh, we put back into our equipment and and our our new record our new uh practice space and yeah. well and, mm -hmm. and also just to add our you know like as things are becoming um larger than just us you know we're in a different place than we were five years ago when the band started we're in a different place than we were six months ago when right. the band was continuing to prepare for our release so that means mm -hmm. team expansion and, um, you know, we have ourselves that we're working um, in, in our ways that we feel comfortable and we feel like we can move of trying to keep this um, independent, self-driven machine going. But now it's time for us to bring some ex external um, resources in. Mm -hmm. And so we want to make, we're artists, so we believe in bringing artists in to collaborate with, like you said earlier, collaboration. Um, where their expertise lie. Right. Um, so, and we want to, we want to pay them, and we want to bring them into our family, and you know things like that. So that's something mm -hmm. we're moving towards as well, and that the Patreon really supports us being able to uh, expand our team and expand um, our family to get this message um, to a more broad audience. Like you know, our music has reached across to Europe and and a lot of other places that we never imagined. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, on the other side of this, we need to get there so that we can be tangible and continue this message. Um, so the Patreon is really, really a big support for us. And, you know, we saw a lot of support this past week with the band camp. Yes. Um, and we were able to support organizations that, uh, mm -hmm. that we feel are keeping up the good fight and mm -hmm. getting the message across where, you know, of, mm -hmm. uh, supporting black um, yeah. artists and supporting yeah. black organizations that um, are going to support the continuing of protesting and uh, ha having a voice or supporting the voices that are seeming to go unheard or fall in between the cracks. Right. So um, the Patreon is not just for us to post stuff up and, you know, whatever. Yeah, we get creative, we get fun. 
uh, with it, but we're trying to make sure that we're pipelining it to something to grow um, bigger and larger. You got to do it. And I'm glad you um, created a, a lane for me to become a patron of the arts because I gave at the Garner Poems level, the tier. I got my t-shirt. I wanted my t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I was real focused on that. And RA, I, I patronized RA. I got me a, a hand-type poem off the top. But I got one of those and it's framed in my hallway. So I appreciate, you know, I always... I used to ask people as like a question and get to know them. Like if you could live in any decade, period of time, history, past, present, or future, what, dec what decade would you choose? And I would have chose either the Harlem Renaissance or right at the like end of the seventies. Like, yeah, the, the seventies, like I'd have been real coked out and hippied up. Or <laughs> I'd have yeah. been in that art community in the Harlem Renaissance. Like mm -hmm. and so to be a patron of the arts now, like I was just talking last night or this morning actually, about starting me a little savings account because I want to commission a piece from James Quarles. I yes. love his art and yes. I want to be able to pay for that value. So mm -hmm. I'm saving my pennies and my quarters and my dollar bills yes. to be able to be a patron of his. So giving $25 a month to be a patron of this band and this, this collective of creatives is honestly, and it's, it's a humble privilege. And I, mm -hmm. I feel so grateful that I'm in the economic mental, spiritual position, um, a creative alignment position that our tastes and our palate aligns that I can support that and not feel like I'm obligated, but feel like I'm sowing a seed into fertile ground. So thank you. Thank you for creating thank this. You. Thank you. It, it, it helps. Yeah. Can I also add, um, and forgive me, I'm having, I think my Wi-Fi is struggling because uh, it, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's like Are you still here? You still here? Oh, okay. Um, I'm having to piece together what everyone's saying because my sound is cutting out. But I just wanted to add that um, if you cannot support financially, um, and Kyle may have already said this, but also by following us, that's really helpful too. Yes. Uh, we're on all the social media platforms, um, IG, Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. We're also on Twitter. And then if you, you know, listen to our music on YouTube, if you share it with your family and friends, that's, you know, word of mouth is where it's at. Yeah, um, especially for community. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share, folks. On all of the platforms that she just mentioned, like, subscribe, and share. Turn your notifications on and yeah. go ahead and drop off 5, 10, 25 into that Patreon 100. Mm -hmm. Do what you can. I, have, I, was, I was sitting here thinking as Teresa was saying that. And, um, and I think, uh, and, and this is me getting back excited again, but like um, how so many, I feel like non-melanated people are asking like, well, what does this mean? And what is, you know, white privilege is like, I don't really know what that means. Buy our album. Oh, Send them the link to our album so we yes. can educate them. Let this art educate them. Yes. The labor that, that you don't have to do because it's there. Okay, Kyle. It's there. Yes. And buy it as a gift. Birthday's coming up every year. Uh -huh. coming up every year. <laughs> every calendar year rolls around at the same time. Talk about consistency. <laughs> I have the opportunity for you to consistently give me something every year. 
Every single year. Look, my daddy been buying me a Bible since I was one years old. Every single year. Every year. I'm running a Black Star album every year. Every year. Every year. I say, I say. So I've connected people to your social. I got it popping up on the screen sporadically so folks know where to go to to support you, to sow a seed, to support the art, to listen to the music, watch the visuals. Don't play yourself and not watch the visuals that accompanies this music. Don't play yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. So before we get into the, the Jerry Springer final thought, as I like to say, I, I made a mistake, but I'm only human and I give, I give myself some grace. But I usually start this space in time with my guests and my family because now you guys are villagers. This is Village Perspective Podcast. You are now villagers, so welcome to the village. Great. I forgot to start with gratitude, y'all. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, did not, I did not start with gratitude. So we have, to, <laughs> we have to do it. I have to do it. I invite you to participate with me and do three moments of gratitude. And three moments of gratitude is really easy. It's a simple practice that I do and try to um, share with community of expressing gratitude. That's for my own self-care and self-love journey that I do this. And so all we do is say three things that we're grateful for and we move on. So I'm going to invite Morning of Black Star to participate with me. I'm going to model the behavior and then you can, you guys can individually chime in with three things or because, you know, a couple of us, you can each get one or two the space is yours, but no more than three things that you're grateful for. We are on a time crunch. Mm -hmm. But I like to start my moments of gratitude the same way every time, because first and foremost, I'm thankful for my breath. I'm grateful for my inhale and my exhale. So I'm going to invite you to breathe with me. We're going to do that two more times. We're going to inhale as deep as is comfortable for you and you release and exhale that breath as slowly as you can, and then we'll do it again. So let's breathe together. Let's do it right now. Let's inhale and exhale. The last time, let's make it count. Let's inhale for a count of four, and then we're going to hold it, and then we're going to exhale slowly and as is comfortable for you. We'll push that last breath out. Let's do this together. One time for the one time. Let's inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold it. Now exhale. Release that breath. Yes. So I am grateful for my breath because it lets me know I'm alive with every inhale and every exhale. So secondly, I'm going to say that I am grateful for... Technology. I said this earlier, but specifically, I'm gonna shout out this here Apple Watch that I got for myself. Um, this is my first Apple Watch. Um, haven't had one. Wasn't really believing the hype, but I am a believer. <laughs> I appreciate it for so many different reasons, but above all else, it allows me to enhance my productivity, which is important to me. And having it integrate with other devices really just helps me out when my phone is. Diane and I can see what the message was on my wrist. That's that's pretty freaking cool. And um, <laughs> lastly, I'm thankful for neighbors. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the network working. Um, my network most definitely works. I had a local gallery in my neighborhood at Fiddlehead donate a piece of art to me. 
um, or not donate. They gave it to me at a heavily discounted price because it had some water damage. Um, they wanted to see my space behind me and I'm not in the space right now because I still got to hang it, but they wanted to see the space where I did my gratitude videos be more aesthetically matching the energy that I was exuding. So she gave me a piece of art. And then another neighbor, my good, good friend Indigo said, oh, I have a frame that'll fit that. And it didn't fit the art that I bought it for. And I have a map for it. And she dropped it off on my porch this morning. I came home um, from checking in on my office and I have a frame. And now I have a beautifully locally uh, painted original piece of artwork in a beautiful frame that I can now hang on my wall so that my backdrop for my three moments of gratitude and the podcast is aesthetically pleasing and matches the energy and my intention. I'm grateful for my neighbors. I love my neighborhood. I love my community because everybody that I touch and that I look to cultivate relationships are truly about common unity. And I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for that. So those are my three moments. I'm grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for this here, Apple Watch and tech that supports my productivity. And I am grateful for neighbors and my network that truly does work. So that's three moments of gratitude, y'all. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm just going to ask Morning of Black Star, is there anything that you're grateful for today that you want to share with the village? Perspective. Perspective. You better shout out the name of this podcast. The village perspective. <laughs> the, the ability, because right now, the the what we're going through is people um, fighting for the voice to be heard. And so... Um, and to be seen. Yes. And that all comes with perspective. And so you creating a platform for there to be um, perspective and, and sharing perspective because we're all different. We all see things different. Absolutely. But the value of having a perspective okay. because it's looked over it's looked over all the time. And sometimes yeah. we, look over, we overlook our own perspective. So again, we do. This divine opportunity. I'm grateful for the divine opportunity right now too. I'm being able to look and, th and rethink my perspective. I say. I say, I say. Anybody else want to express some gratitude while we're together? That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm grateful for the new studio space we have. I'm gonna yeah. be so we have space. We got a place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What's up? No, go ahead, James. Oh, okay. The whole new studio space. We got a place where we can just escape everything in our life and go in there and create. We're creating some great music right now. Uh, we haven't made any new music in a while, and now we have the opportunity. We've created some great songs. We have a lot of uh, just, we have a lot of stuff coming up, so I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And I'm grateful mm. to be a witness, to be able to be a witness yeah. to this evolution. I'm a witness. Going okay. Okay. Um, we're lucky to be at this time. Because we can report yes. it and, and remember it and be part of it. Yes. So I'm yes. That yes, these archives are going to be amazing. The archives from these moments, the images, the videos, yes. commentary from this moment in time that we're living in mm -hmm. is going to be phenomenal. So I agree with that, mm -hmm. James. Grateful to be a witness. Anybody else want to add some gratitude to this moment? For connecting. Yeah, to what I oh, just kidding. No, go ahead, Teresa. She said, just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, I'm thankful for community. Um, I think uh, you and I, Bianca, live in the same neighborhood in the yes, large area. Yes, we do. And uh, the people over here have been really great. Um, so community um, and resiliency. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Toya, we're going to add something? 
Um, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to Say be that. alive at this time. Say that. I'm, I love all the different eras and all the different things that have happened in the past, but now we can take all of the um, information that we've been given and the examples that we've been given from the past to work towards our future. Yeah. Yes. I feel like blessed to have had all of those, um, our ancestors and our freedom fighters and our rioters and our, you know, activators from the past give us all these little bits of knowledge about ourselves. And now in this time we can just act together. So I feel, I feel very blessed to have incarnated yes. at this time on the planet. Yeah. And I'm grateful for my band. Yes. yes, James. Yes. Very, very, very. I too, sir. I too am grateful for this band. I'm grateful for this band. I'm grateful for the collection of artists that you know you all are um, and that you're growing to be. And um, I'm really grateful that um, you accepted my invitation to share this space with me. You know, I'm so. I'm so humbled by your 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 creativity, your energy, your, your persistence, your gender non your genre non-conforming um, expression. Uh, I'm very 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 much so grateful for you, and I'm gonna manifest an invitation to the studio space yeah, you got and see it for my. It's coming to me. I know it. It's coming to me. It's coming to me, so I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, I cannot wait to be invited. Hey, I want to give a shout out to the other band members too: William Washington, all of them, Dante Foley, Peter Sadek, and R. A. Washington. Yes, yes, and they are all in the chat. They are tapped in. William is already on here, so he is <laughs> tapping in. Washington Wellness Institute is a black mental health business, and he yes. loves this conversation. Yes. Oh, he yes. is here. He I is here in spirit. To, um, Bianca, I wanted to add one more moment, moment of gratitude on my you do that. Um, the power of representation and what that okay. means. Um, I think that, you know, with all that's going on, um, sometimes we, we get so caught up and we have to go back to the youth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of the work that I've done outside that a lot of people don't know. Um, I've worked with young people for a long time. I know, I and know. Let's let's not forget about them and how whatever action or way that we're choosing to protest that we are making sure that it pours back into their cups so yes. that when their time comes to be able to fight the fight that they feel is necessary to fight, they can say that there was representation on how I can do this and how I can do it to make change. So um, making sure that I'm standing in a place to be a, a good representation of what um, whatever I feel is right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kyle. That was amazing. Thank you. Nice. Yes. Kyle Kidd. And thank you again, Bianca. Yes. I appreciate you. Um, yes. I love thank the name you. of your podcast. It's so dope. And uh, I just I look forward to tuning in in the future and seeing who you have on here. It sounds like most of them are people that we know and already support and appreciate, but allowing them a platform as well to um, for other people to know them, too. Yes. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh -huh. I appreciate that. So we're going to close out this space. 
Um, the way that I do every podcast and the way that I end my three moment of gratitude posts um, that are on my Instagram. You can find those on um, Village Perspective or my personal Instagram account, which is just Bianca Michelle. But as we conclude and we close our time together, I want to encourage you all to be kind to yourself. Show yourself some grace. And once you do that, please be patient with others. Then once you do that, I'm going to invite you to go out into the world and be great. And if you so choose, if you want to exercise your free will, I'm going to invite you to go with God. I'm your girl, Bianca Michelle. This is now the end of episode 2.2, Black and Creative. We had the, the pleasure and the privilege of speaking with band members of Morning a Black Star. Not the entire collective, but certainly a beautiful, beautiful bunch of Black people. So I thank you again for your time your talent, your treasure. And before we close out, we're definitely going to say peace, but we're going to, um, we're going to get into some more, another piece of music for morning of black star. So, um, Hey guys, tell the people peace. Peace. <laughs> tell the people peace. So we're going to get into this Garner poem, um, which is one of my faves. So we're going to check this out and see what the people think as we we usher in the rest of this day. We begin our weekends, and uh, that's it, y'all. So we're going to start with this piece, and then after that concludes, I'm going to bid you adieu. I got them bars again, y'all. Here we go with them bars.